Pastor Mike here. Thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time today. Uh, If you haven't already, I'd love for you to sign up for our daily email. It's a great way to start the day. It's the way that I start my day. (laughs) And it's a way to bring God's word straight into your inbox first thing in the morning. Uh, My teammates at Time of Grace do a fantastic job of giving you video and written devotions, blog posts, podcast episodes, and the occasionally fun and quirky social media posts. And all of it's to encourage you with God's amazing word. Just go to timeofgrace.org to sign up today. Welcome back. We're talking about Samson this week. And even though, so Samson eventually grew up, and even though he was supposed to be this supernaturally strong hero, we see in the first account of his adult life that he is willful, he's undisciplined, he is spoiled, he's insubordinate, and he's just plain wrong. Uh, He goes down to the Philistine territory, and he finds this girl that he really likes, and it's love at first sight. Really, it's lust at first sight. And he goes back to his parents and he says, get her for me as a wife. Barking out orders at your parents is often a sign of a child too often indulged. But then again, I suppose if you were Samson's parents, would you have disciplined him? You know, supernatural strength. Anyway, um, no, but his father objects and he says, Samson, can't you find a wife from our own people? Because Manoah knew that God had forbidden intermarrying with the Philistines. But Samson said, no, she's the one. And so Samson took his mom and dad down to the Philistine town to meet his new wife. And obviously, the tensions were high because it doesn't appear that they were together on this trip or walking together. And as Samson's walking along, a lion comes out and attacks him. And like nothing, Samson rips the lion apart with his bare hands. And he just goes down to the Philistine town and meets with his wife-to-be and then comes back. A while later, he went back down to now marry her. And on his way, he passed by the lion carcass that he had ripped apart with his bare hands. And now inside of that carcass, some bees had made some honey. And so he reached down, he scooped some out, and he he ate the honey. And then he went to the wedding reception and he threw this seven-day feast, which was basically a a seven-day drinking party. And and maybe this all sounds very normal um, for, for the time, and it was. But remember, Samson was supposed to be set apart as a Nazarite. That meant that he couldn't touch anything that had died, he couldn't drink wine, and he couldn't cut his hair. Well, reaching into a lion's carcass and and throwing a seven-day drinking party, he broke two of the three. So now at his wedding feast, he got uh, the 30 Philistine attendants um, who were to help him out. And he wanted to have fun with them, and so he he made a little bet with them. And he said, if you could figure out the answer to my riddle, I'm going to give you 30 linen garments um, and, and, and 30 sets of clothing. Uh, so basically, that, that'd be like saying uh, 30 pairs of underwear and 30 new suits. And, and, and if they couldn't get it right, then they had to give Samson that amount. And so Samson told them the riddle. He said, out of the eaters, something to eat. Out of the strong, something sweet. Do you know the answer to the riddle? Well, neither did they. And so they got after Samson's brand new wife, who he had just married. And they said, listen, you you need to get the answer from Samson to his riddle, or we're going to burn your father's house down with him in it. In other words, they were saying, is is your daddy's fire insurance paid up? Do you want us to make things hot for you? So she got to work. And and for the next four days, the waterworks started. And she says, Samson, you don't even love me. You won't even confide in me the answer to your riddle. And, And so finally, on the last day of the feast, Samson gave in. 
He told his wife, and his wife wasted no time in telling the 30 attendants. And the 30 attendants came up to Samson and they said, we know the answer. Out of the eater, something to eat. Out of the strong, something sweet. Well, what's sweeter than honey and what's stronger than a lion? They got it. And Samson was not happy. Now, this is the part you might be surprised at. You might be surprised at how Samson paid off his bet. He went down into a big Philistine city and he killed 30 guys and he took their clothes. Yeah, like I said, you might be surprised at that. You see, God doesn't always dip his saving axe in Clorox and sprinkle them with perfume. Sometimes delivering his people is a messy business. I mean, just look at the cross. There you see a far more gruesome deliverance by a far more righteous deliverer. You see, Samson was all about one person. He was, he was about himself. You know, you've been given incredible gifts too. Have you ever thought about this? How do you use those gifts? Are we all about serving others or am I all about one person myself? The account of Samson is not in the Bible um, for us to idolize his great strength. Instead, Samson is there to point us ahead to the far greater deliverer in Jesus who would be all about one person, not himself, but you. Jesus had far greater strength than Samson ever could. He's the one who gave it to Samson. He was true God. He is true God. And yet Jesus showed his greatest strength, but when he didn't use it. He showed his greatest strength through weakness. When he allowed his hands and his feet to be nailed to a cross, and he allowed the, the breath to be emptied from his lungs. Why? Well, because you and I, we needed a Savior who would die. And so Jesus did it. So let's not follow the example of Samson today in serving ourselves. Follow the example of your Savior, Jesus. Let's serve others.